What's up, Internet? Welcome to... Hold up! I'm back, suckers. Oh shit, Alex is back. Cheese it, Joel! What's good, Internet? And welcome to Session 16 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and video game-adjacent stuff. Housekeeping! You sons of bitches! Oh, thank God. I'm here to get this podcast back on track! But seriously, Kelly and Steve did fantastic, and I can't wait to have them back. With me, as always, is my two traitorous co-hosts, the soon-to-be Warframe superfan Joel DeWitt. Okay. And hot Twitch streamer Eric Getty Gettinger. Joel made me do it. He made me do all of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> this week, we have... Dark Souls-esque early adopter adventures with Neo and Code Vein give some exciting E3 leaks in news and a minute with minute and double check-ins with Final Fantasy IX and Spider-Man in the backlog blog. This is going to be a long one, so strap in. We're getting started here with the early adopter, where we play alphas, betas, and all other early stages of games. This week, our theme goes around the format of Dark Souls games. Joel, you were playing Neo 2. Is that correct? That is correct. So I, I said I, it, I said it weirdly because I've been saying Noah the entire time, and you guys corrected me. I don't know how I got that one. No, this isn't Bible Adventures. Um, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> what if Dark Souls but Samurais, which actually in itself is kind of a nice twist. But I only say that as a partial truth. From my time with it, I kind of noticed that really the similarities are obviously life bar, stamina bar that depletes as you attack or dodge or block. The shrines act similarly like fireplaces do in Demon Souls. So like they're sort of the stopping point that you can use as a checkpoint and then I think save your progress at. I, I, okay. do, the, do the bonfires work that way in Demon yeah. Souls? Yes. Okay. All right. So, and Joel, in the yeah. in the beta, did they have the little goop men that you could find around the map, and they sit on the shrine and act funny? No. What? Now, bear in mind, I could have totally missed that, but I, I didn't notice it during my play. Oh. Also, also, this is a beta, so we don't know. Maybe they throw the goop men. Maybe the goop men are an afterthought. Oh, I hope so. I could have just not had the attention to detail to notice it. I, I really. So I'll find that I find that. Uh, a lot of it actually was gone through a step-by-step tutorial of just how to do the motions, how to attack, dodge, block. Uh, something that's interesting, and Daddy, you'll have to tell me if this is in the first one too, but there are different stances. Yep. You got high, low, and mid stance. Okay. Right. So that was sort of a nice difference from what I experienced with Demon Souls or Dark Souls is that they got these stances and it seems like it sort of changes the way in which your attacks move and sort of the animations of how you swing your weapon. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what other distinctions that brings beyond just that, uh, if there's an advantage on blocking or deflecting with it, but I did notice that at least with it. So it it creates situations where you would see an enemy would be blocking your moves a a few times, and then you could try to change stances and swing your weapon, and it might be more successful if you change your stance. Maybe based on the angle of your swing or something? Or where you're you're attacking? Yeah, I think something to that degree. Yeah, sometimes it has to do with speed, too. 
If you're able to attack quicker, you can shift around and attack the enemy from behind. Okay. The other thing I noticed, too, is that I was actually picking up alternate weapons pretty quick during my play. Full admission here, the only Souls game I made significant progress in was Demon Souls, and I don't recall in the other games ever picking up too many weapons off the ground during my actual run. Is that a common thing in the series? It is. Gear and weapons. Not in the actual Souls series, but oh, yeah. uh, in, in Neo, it sounds like that that's where it sets itself apart. In most Souls games, there's not much more than five to ten weapons. So that that's sort of what I gathered in my time with the Souls series, is that there are different weapon options, but from what I remember, you had to buy them from a vendor, and then iteratively upgrade those weapons and then also tweak your stats to be able to even handle them properly depending on like weight but here i picked up you start with a sword pretty long sword and then i picked up a pair of dual axes and Mm -hmm. just you were able to change them on the fly and so suddenly you had to go and learn that new swing motion and pattern with that different weapon but it was a nice variety to be going through with it and then also uh in the actual attacking it felt more forgiving than what I remember the Soul Siri being. Okay, so if you attack and you whiff, it's not necessarily death. Right. So, I mean, the, the enemies, they will be just as impactful if they hit you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure whether it's because it's more fluid than Souls. Because Souls, it's not a very clunky kind of feel to it. Uh, you, you're having to learn the movement animations and how much time it takes to go through a roll or a swing and... How much time you have between that and when the enemy's swing's gonna hit you and it, it works on those same premises but i found it more forgiving and i can't figure out if it's because it's just that much more open of a window or if it's because the the movement is a little more fluid enough to where it just creates a little bit more cushion as to how much you can give before they actually are going to hit you and you can't do anything about it the other thing i'll say on that too though is that once they hit you once they're going to hit you two or three times in a row so oh, they kind of they kind of stun lock you right so the the times where i would get caught it would be easily two-thirds if not nearly my whole life bar in that one go because they would be able to do you once and they'd combo you with a couple more turns on it yeah and so the attacks while deliberate still felt like you had some play there where you can adjust and move around without like one mistake isn't going to end everything but them tagging you seems pretty detrimental to your ability to your survivability really oh yeah it, it was either a death sentence or a guarantee that you're going to have to try to find a potion or something to level up level up to try to heal yourself (laughs) uh the the only other thing i really had to say because i i put a little bit of time and not a huge amount of time into it is that visually i like the variety in environment compared to what you saw in a lot of demon souls which really trades itself a lot more into that medieval setting but the quality of graphics i would say it's roughly on the same level so it's it's kind of the the muddy look characters look kind of muted and uninteresting and it just wasn't all that impressive looking for, from the parts that i saw but the structures being different than just sort of like castle type settings and medieval settings helped with that a little bit i i remember from i, I didn't play a lot of neo but what i have seen it, it's a very dark game it's very like at night and very like a lot of shadows and you gotta kind of go to per you know whatever lanterns are around did that did that alternate did you get a lot of different environments in the first one Getty? yeah you did there's now keeping in mind i probably 
played three-fourths of the game. So there are a couple of stages that do take place during the day, and you'll be fighting bandits, uh, but that ends pretty quickly, and you have to start fighting demons. Uh, you go to Mountainside, uh, there's one that takes place on a lake, so you're jumping around trying to avoid falling off the edge, if I recall correctly. There's one inside of a mountain range, but there was a lot of diversity of environments in that game. But yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I, I think the more forgiving nature of the part that I played makes me a little more interested in it. I, I don't know that I'd drop into Neo 2. This kind of makes me want to look back and see if I can find a copy of the first one and, and see if it's something I can actually make progress on or not. Well, it's on PSN right now for 20 bucks, and I think I'm going to pick it up. So Ooh. I think it might, you could, I mean, again, it's on sale digitally, so maybe that's something you want to look into. I wonder if my library has it. Or the library. Yeah. <laughs> Displains library is great here. Uh, so I was thinking, uh, what about like a GameStop? GameStop would probably have it for relatively cheap used, right? Well, for as long as they're going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a new story we didn't pick up about their stock dropping. So, uh, again, uh, the other game that we played this week was Code Vein. Code Vein, uh, me and Getty took this one upon ourselves and like you like uh neo i almost called it noah again (laughs) (laughs) it it had a a very heavy souls feel where you have a weapon and you are going through a dungeon or, or an area there's a hub world and then you go through these levels that have shortcuts and enemies are hiding behind corners you have to be slow and methodical your swings kind of matter as far as you need to pay attention to where you're swinging and how you're swinging because you make a miss and you're gonna get comboed three-fourths of your life away uh getty what, what was your impression on this one so far i'll tell you i did play quite a bit and it had more of a bloodborne feel than anything else with the setting and also with the use of potions to mm-hmm. heal yourself i personally enjoyed it quite a bit the customization that you can make on your character to begin with how did you like that it was fantastic except for no facial hair i wanted i wanted like because me personally i have a goatee or like a three-day shadow give me something and there was nope all clean shaven give them a laser eye give them a scar across their their left slight lip give them a little make their eyes robotic make their hair Give me some facial hair, man. You're not going to get the facial hair because you have to wear the gas mask when you're in the world fighting all of the monsters. So what? Give him a three-day shadow. Give him a little something. You don't have to give him a big bushy beard. They don't have facial hair in Asia. There, I said it. I was recently there. I feel like that's not true, but I can't <laughs> think of an instance that I can prove you wrong. Can you confirm? I, Pictures? I'll look, th- I'll look through my photos. <laughs> now i'm trying to think of anime that has facial hair and the only one i can think of is cowboy bebop there we go what else uh there was other ones uh, there's anyway you're trying pretty hard anyway <laughs> code vein uh is a game where you are a character uh, a vampire as it would be and you your blood when given to a tree a dying tree will produce a blood bead and that's what people in this world eat because it is the the post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. And you, as many of these anime games, have a companion who has big anime boobies. For the beginning. And let me tell you, that was my first thought of the game. After you create your character, you just get dropped into it, and it's like, bam. And they have physics, because they are left and right, up and down, like all over the place, which I, if, again... Well, they're going full DOA, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird, because it's the tutorial, and she's teaching you, and she just turns slightly, and it's like, oh, God. If nothing else, that's enough reason for me to buy this game. 
I like this kind of artwork in a game like this where you have buckles on buckles. People will wear a coat, but they won't put their hands in the sleeves. They just magically have a coat cape. Um, Did you get to use the coat cape? No, I, 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 no, I didn't get that yet. Okay, so the coat cape actually acts as a weapon, and you can use it to perform vampiric moves and drain the monsters of their icker. Alex, if you like character design with belts on belts, might I recommend to you a little series we talked about last week called Kingdom Hearts? It it's a, it actually <laughs> takes Kingdom Hearts up a level with the amount of buckles you get and the amount of like weird like oh put on a giant like uh, put a backpack but on your on your bicep. Why? I don't know. It's a big backpack though, just on your bicep. And it doesn't do anything. It's part of the customization. Do you want to give your guy sunglasses, an eye patch, big backpack on his arm? Doesn't matter. It's cool. It's just there to look cool. Orange t-shirt? Got mm-hmm. it. Yep. All I needed was a t-shirt that said donut equals push. That I was <laughs> in. Uh, and uh, so like Demon Souls, it's more of a hub world where you go into these levels and you fight your way through it, creating shortcuts along the way. Yeah, the cool thing was that you could have different classes. There was different classes that you have. Uh, I only got the first three, which was uh, a, f- a fighter, war warrior, a uh, hunter, and a magician. And they gave me special abilities that would let me shoot an arrow or do more damage or heal myself, shoot a fireball. Uh, I, th- I like that they, they gave you something a little extra to do. Uh, you, you went further into this, right? I, I got eight different classes that I was able to unlock. Sick. I made it to just about the end of the beta, or at least the content. How, how many hours did that give you? I probably put in a good 10 to 12 hours just trying to grind through and get my character strong enough so I'd be able to fight the last boss. Cool. And it was definitely challenging at times. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons for the beta was to test the matchmaking. So if you were in trouble, you could drop a signal and try and get somebody to come and join you. Mm-hmm. Or you could actively search for signals. And in the experience, there were a lot of times when uh, I had to wait quite a while to get help, but then uh, whenever I would actively look for help, I'd get matched almost immediately. Oh, okay. It's probably because of how far I was along. Now, quick question here before you guys move on. You guys made allusions and comparisons to Demon Souls or Dark Souls like I did with Neo, but something that struck me in listening to you and thinking about Neo too is that the Souls game seemed to have a lot of sensibilities that come from things like horror movies where it's really drawing upon some sense of dread as you're going through because you know how oppressive everything is and also there are usually these kind of freaky monster blobish kind of things or undead knights or things along that that lines did you get any sense of that kind of feeling in playing through code vein i definitely felt like the, the uh, most people had it seemed like most of the population was dead mm-hmm. and the people that remained were vampires that lost some some part of their souls and became things called revenants and so they were just like mindless zombies which does go uh t- akin to uh the enemies in dark souls which were very similar undead who had lost their humanity Right, but even in something like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, I found a lot of the enemies would sort of pop out of you like they were a jump scare in a movie, too. Mm. Uh, did you notice anything like that? Not a terrible amount. Sometimes you'd come across somebody that was sitting there. There were a couple of times when you'd turn around a corner and somebody would jump out, but kind of like what you were talking about with the beta that you tested, the monsters felt slow, like they weren't ready to be at their top speed okay though there was a couple of like blobs that were that were hold on to the ceiling that i didn't notice and they would Uh, wait until you got to the end and then just like jump down on you 
Yeah, I thought that guy was going to bust through the wall. Yeah. Because the wall looked really shoddy, but then instead he just dropped down from the ceiling, and I was like, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, there are these plants on the ground that once you touch them, that's your bonfire equivalent, and you can it'll bring all the monsters back, but you can level up and save using... What were the points called again? Do you remember uh, it all? It was... Me think. I, I feel like they were just souls. I felt mm-hmm. it was that lazy. It might have been. It might have been. I actually wrote down a list of words that they use that are just some anime-ass words. No, were they memory echoes? Or were they vestige cores? Mm, No, vestige cores were your classes. Okay. Blood springs? No. And uh, your your weapons could have different I-core drain ratings. Right. Those were uh, some of the th- the words I wrote down. They were like, man, these are some anime-ass words that I need a dictionary to understand what they mean in the concept of this game. Well, they made it sound really cool. It, it's, it, was, it was stylized. It's definitely in the vein of Dark Souls. Mm. One thing I didn't miss about Alex. You sure you don't want me hosting? <laughs> <laughs> um, they It reminds me also of like a game called Let It Die, which was a free-to-play game on PlayStation 4. That is similar that you're, it's, it's like a Dark Souls, but a, uh, again, the hub world. And then you go through and almost roguelike go through and progress through these levels. The weapons and the way they worked and the way you could do different combos with them is what made, what split Let It Die apart and this game. Having different weapons, you can swap between them and perform combos. And uh, there was a, there was a good number of weapons Right, you. Uh, I saw that you had a. You got a gun at one point. Rifle. Yep. See, that's cool. I never got. I didn't get that far, but I definitely had a giant axe, uh, like a samurai sword, uh, a couple of other things. But it was it was a good variation. I thought. Yeah, it was definitely a different perspective of a Dark Souls esque game, which I do like the anime element. I'll definitely pick this one up. You think? Oh yeah, anime <laughs> boobs. Come on. <laughs> Uh, let's... You'll keep that one in your memory, Echo. <laughs> See, that's <Forever>. better. <laughs> I will murder you both. Uh, the other thing that, that that set this game apart was that you get a companion through a lot of the missions, which was always kind of neat just to have an NPC hanging out with you and doing the same amount of combat and abilities. They each Because you had different classes you can swap between, which, of course, you're the special one that lets you be able to swap between classes while other people can't. Mm-hmm. But you would pick a companion, and they would be a specific class, and you can actually swap between them, right? You could pick different companions. There were three once you unlocked the second part of the beta. Okay. I only got the two, and then one hurt himself, and he was sad. Oh. And then I left him there to die. Oh, see, you didn't get to the second part. Yeah, you get you get your one buddy to begin with, and then after that, when you open the bigger part of the world, you get one that's a sword fighter, one that uses rifles, and then one that uses big class weapons. Mm, okay. But I definitely think that that is a unique difference as well just having uh, an ai that fights just like you it's not somebody who assists and helps out they will legitimately run ahead take on an enemy that uh, while you're taking on another enemy and finish at the same time that you will doing similar moves so it does like at one point i was playing and my roommate goes is that somebody actually playing because they're doing pretty well I said nope that's an ai and that's surprising so that was that was one thing that was good uh you you like that you had, you got consistent potions that uh whenever you would take a rest at the bonfire equivalent you would get them back oh yeah so if you're familiar with any of the souls games you have to collect those potions they don't just appear for you but in this one they give you back your full allotment every time you would rest you don't have to pick them up anywhere but you can find other potions 
that will do the same thing for you without having to farm. Hmm. I, I really, I think I, both of these games had different takes on the genre, and I, but they're both really different and unique. The, uh, I, what I think I would have wanted more from Code Vein was a little bit more verticality, some sort of uh, more upward mobility or like going up upwards in a building instead of, I, I remember you go up into the surface, but do you ever, do you get any other environments out of that from what you could tell? Just a cityscape and there's not a lot of up and down movement. It's pretty much a flat plane. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I would have liked a little bit of verticality. No, it's just a beta. That's true. That's true. That Throw that in there, guys. Get some verticality in that game. But that was a lot for one week. I may have signed us up for too many betas, guys. But that's okay. Katamari Roll into the break and news. back for the news not all the news just a news worth conversating about turns out that's not really a word uh some news from this week uh i want to start it off real quick watch dogs watch dogs watch dogs legion is the new news that is leaked from ubisoft uh where the the rumor is you get to hack people which ones all the people all the people. All the people. It, it, it looks like there's there's probably one main character, but you move around as different people doing different jobs. So it, more like the idea of the anon, you know, anonymous. Mm, so diff- different hackers doing different things, and you could just swap between each person doing different abilities. I doubt that they have like distinct personalities. It's just going to be moving through people, which to me is good because they had been slowly moving away from having a gun and and driving around and doing all that kind of stuff. Having a full group of people that you could just move between would eliminate ever having to use actual weapons or uh, using cars, for that matter. Mm-hmm. The appeal for that series to me has always been the idea that the gun might be one of the most boring ways to handle a problem. Like, even I think back to their Watch Dogs 1 trailers that they had out, and everything they showed off was like, oh, hack the ATM machine to cause a distraction, and hack something in the ground for pylons to come out and pop a car behind you to get them off your trail and stuff like that. So I, it made sense to me that they'd want to move farther away from that. Yeah, in the first one they did, there was parts where they, where they legitimately were like, you have to to use a gun but uh the second one was completely unnecessary i think that he had like a like a weaponized yo-yo that he would swing around in the second one and knock people unconscious and then he had a stun gun so that was all cool okay but i think i went with that kid to our yo-yo club in grade school yeah he was dangerous man uh so I, i'm very excited for Watch Dogs 3 having completed Watch Dogs 2 just this year the next piece of news that i wanted to talk about was darksiders I loved the first one, loved the second one, didn't touch the third one. I'm waiting for a backlog blog on that one. Did you play any of them, either of you guys? Yeah, I played one and two. I've put maybe about four hours into the first one. It's They're just so fun as a, a strange alternative to the 3D Legend of Zeldas, where you, you go on these adventures and you get items and you you explore these dungeons and the items solve the dungeon puzzles and it's a big okay hold hold wait a second i'm calling you out how would you know how a 3d zelda plays huh i told you i've beat ocarina uh one that counts that's one that's the only one that's the only (laughs) one to be to to be fair the other 3d zeldas pretty much use that template (laughs) or 
<laughs> all the Zeldas use that template. Hmm. Slam. Slam. In 3D? No. no, in regular. Link to the past. No. Link the, to the past. The, the, most creat- the most creative one you hate anyway, so. No, I like uh, Link Between Worlds. Slam. That, that took too long. Darksiders. Uh, the new one is not Darksiders 4, and that was purposely hinted by them that they said this is not Darksiders 4, hashtag Darksiders 4. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a spinoff, which to me kind of is annoying. I've been waiting for four friggin', three friggin' games. I only wanted to hang out with Strife. Strife was so cool. He had double pistols, and he just always looked cool. And then like, there was there's war, there's death, there's... what is the, What was the third lady? Plague? I think we're calling her Wrath. Wrath. And then Strife. Strife had double pistols, and he was cool. Daddy, who, who's the guy from Destiny 2 with... Uh, Cade. Yep. Cade. So, so Strife is Cade. That's the problem I have with it, is that they did a whole trailer. Nah, he looks like Vincent from nope. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, but if you listen to the trailer on that in that Darksiders trailer, he sounds like Nathan Fillion. Is it Nathan Fillion? I don't know. I haven't Googled it yet, but my problem is, is that... Everyone is very proper. They're gods. They're death gods. They're very serious. Why is it Nathan Fillion? Just let the guy get a job, okay? He, he has too many jobs. How many, how many quips are there in the trailer? I think only one. It's a, it's a pretty short trailer. It's a pretty <laughs> short trailer. Uh, yeah. So I've been waiting for Strife for a long time. I just didn't want him to be Nathan Fillion. And also, this is a, the Darksiders game that's a spinoff, but it is a Diablo-esque game. It, it looks to be starring Strife and War. I assume the other two will join him. So you have a party of four, maybe? You get all of the horsemen together? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That could be interesting. Uh, I'd say so. I'm trying to see, but I don't know. What, I don't even know what that game's called. Not Darksiders 4, that's for sure. That's true. Oh, Genesis. Darksiders Genesis. That's what it's called. But I don't think it's Nathan Fillion, that's for sure. So, that was my Darksiders news. I'm excited. I will probably buy it and play it, but I will still be a little bit spiteful. New Pokemon Sword and Shield details. Getty, you knew more about this than I did. I didn't get a chance to watch it direct. I only watched bits and pieces of it because, Mm -hmm. like a terrible person, I work too much. So, it's basically what you'd expect from a brand new Pokemon game on the Switch, which means that you're going to have more cute-looking Pokemon, and quite awfully, a Pokemon that looks like he's got the Cone of Shame on. (laughs) But I think I ended up pre-ordering Shield, so I'm going to end up with that Golden Retriever that looks so sad. You didn't go for the wolf with the knife in his mouth? Another reference to Dark Souls. Yeah, I felt like that was, everybody was going to be like, oh, sword, that's so much cooler than shield. So I decided I'd go with the resale value on that one. All right. <laughs> I, I just I just like a wolf. Wolves are cool. Wolves are cool. Sword one's a wolf and the shield one's kind of a lion because it has sort of a mane. That's the shape of the shield, yeah. right? Okay. What else, <laughs> what else do we get with sword and shield? We get Dynamax, which basically just makes your Pokemon huge. And from what I saw, it's kaiju huge. Ooh, I like so kaiju. Gigantic caterpie. That's what Not you got. particularly. Isn't that just Mothra? No, that'd be a butterfree. But yeah, you could get big old there Mothra. <laughs> uh, and it looks like there's a fun raid element that's going to come with the Dynamax. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to group up with another three. I believe it's a group of three people for a total of four, or maybe it's just three people total in order to battle against it in a raid and then get to catch the Pokemon if you're successful in defeating it. Hmm. 
very similar to Pokemon Go. Okay. I'm waiting for a lot of people to be disappointed with this one because the trailer that I saw, they've got this, they call Outer Wilds or something like that. It's the wild area where you can catch Pokemon in this game. And they did almost cut for cut, like very similar stuff that they did for the Breath of the Wild trailers. So like leaning heavily into the idea that it's this wide open space that you're going to be able to do anything in. And I think people are going to be disappointed once they get actually to doing it. I hope that they don't think it's going to be like that. It's always been a very linear path with some zigzags along the way, but... I don't think that you really need... I mean, a lot of people are clamoring for the open world, but I think that I like a, a path. I like the way the story progresses. Oh, um, confirmed voice acting for this one. Oh, I saw that. That'll be exciting. Yeah. See, so what else is coming with this one? Uh, you got a new Pokemon professor? Oh, yeah. It's an. It's for the first time, it's, it's, as far as I'm aware, it's a lady. And she's got a hot granddaughter. Is that the rival? It's not the rival. She's just mm-hmm. going to be along for the ride, though. And Can you use the Dynamax on her? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't use it on her. I'd probably use it on... Never mind. <laughs> All the smooches. Mm-hmm. All the smooches. And you'll get to customize your avatar even more than ever before, so you can definitely look exactly like Alex. That's what I'm going to make my character look like. That's all I've ever wanted. (laughs) Seriously, when I was a kid, that's like, why am I always being Ash? Ash don't look like shit like me. Kind of like you. Kind of. But I haven't played a Pokemon game since Black. I think it's since Black. So maybe I'll give this one a look-see. Okay, Daddy, quick question before we move on. The, The champion of the region. Does he or does he not have very much Mr. Hercule vibes? Or Mr. Satan vibes? Mr. Satan vibes. But if I remember correctly, he also doesn't have a nose. <laughs> so he's he's got like this uh, crappy chin strap kind of beard. And he's wearing like a cape and a crown. And looks very, very overly like self-congratulatory. And I'm, I'm expecting a similar story arc for him. <laughs> Mr. Satan. That's good. As long as he's a wrestler and says brother a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Getty hit me with Destiny. Oh, we're going to allow me to talk about Destiny while you're here? You get it, You get 45 seconds ago. Uh, it's going to be not just you. enough time, I guess. I'm not so, timing you. Oh, all right. Even better. I'll take my time. Destiny 2 could possibly be on Google Stadia with all past and future content free. Yes. Hmm. free to play at least we're looking at the content for season one already being free as of what was it today i think it might be today yeah so actually that was confirmed today yes but um google stay gets getting destiny and then yeah destiny is going free to play at least for right now i think what or the, the content of the season one yeah and we're on season two already with an expansion coming in the fall which is going to take us back to the moon there's wizards there there are wizards there Spe- specifically i hear the villain is that the wizard Ooh, i don't know which wizard you're talking about but i don't i don't know but someone told me that that was the wizard that one that's like the head of the wizards hmm. I-, I only caught bits and pieces because they had a trailer tied in with something we're going to talk about in a second about shadow keeping the glimpses i got almost kind of looked like uh in destiny one there's a character named oryx Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Part of the what? What class of uh, bad guys were they? The from? Hive. I forget. Yeah. So I, I thought I saw glimpses of Hive in some of that trailer. So I, I got the sense that they were going to revisit some of that. But it's very possible. And the moon was infested with the Hive. So did we just like leave the moon and like leave them there? 
and be like, well, whatever, it's dead to us now. No, I thought that it wrapped up with you killing Oryx on the moon. Was mm. it on the moon? I never got to play that raid. Everybody else bailed before I got a chance. I yeah, I know you don't. Or we wised up. Or we wised up. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's why you guys bought the second one with well. me, right? <laughs> Well. I regret it all. Uh, so it will be cross-save as well. That's pretty good. Yeah, cross-save. That's really exciting. So if you're able to take your PlayStation 4 or even your Battle.net information and get to play on your Stadia, uh, you can play anywhere, right? I'm more curious now if if you if it's a transfer or can you go back and forth. Because if you can go back and forth, that would be, uh, that'd be, be pretty pumped. It'd also work much better for streaming because then you could stream with your face showing wink (laughs) are you trying to make me stream with my face showing we should get you a playstation camera you mean that wasn't his face (laughs) oh god whose face was it wearing (laughs) somebody's face i I thought you got a beard and he was wearing some sweet chain mail i don't know oh (laughs) i see what you did there i don't what i'm trying to think if i would play destiny more on pc or not i don't know if i would i think i like it on playstation I think you would play just a lot enough to bet you about how it's not any good. And how Warframe's better. Remains to be seen. Uh, also, He's made a contrarian. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I, I've been playing a lot of Warframe lately. Uh, Destiny 2 is also now leaving Battle.net for Steam. I thought that was interesting. Not really. I was kind of expecting it for a while. Really? I thought that, I thought that, was, a big, I thought that was a big deal for them. With Activision? Well, I mean, a big deal for Battle.net, or for the short period of time that they went back to being called Battle.net, I guess. Oh, wait. Good. The Activision is no longer with them, right? Or Bungie's yeah. not with them. That's why. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about that. Fake Battle.net. Mm, yeah, get out of Battle.net. Huh, that's, I, did, I completely forgot about that. So, uh, did, uh, looking at all this content, are you excited for Destiny 2 again, Getty? Still? I just fired up the newest expansion that dropped a couple days ago. Was doing a little bit of work on it. Seems like I still got a long way to go. But, you know, I'm a sucker for unlocking sweet, sweet gear. So, you and you and Steve are liking it so far? I don't know that he's gotten a chance to play. Uh, we've been texting a little bit, but I think he's getting busy again for right now. He might not have as much of an opportunity to throw down with me. Yeah, I am curious. I'd like to hear back on what you guys thought because you you had a, a whole segment about how you guys what what your what your hopes were for future content, and I'm curious if if any of those panned out or if it was exactly what you wanted or something that you need that still is yet to be desired. Yeah, we'll have to see. Whether you kill that one guy, that annoying guy. Uh, I really want to kill the drifter. One of these days, they're going to let me do it. One day. Next <laughs> next on news is uh, our information about Stadia. Stadia was all the rage just today with the press conference. Joel, tell me about Stadia. So they did have a about 25-minute press conference, and it came out that uh, some of the details of Stadia are $130 for a Founders Edition, which comes with a Stadia controller. I see that you didn't read euros, so I guess that didn't work. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't 130 euros. Uh, somebody miswrote what. Uh, I tried. I really tried. <laughs> what currency I, there is? I told you. Tr- I told you he I, was going to do that. I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I I jumped over that hurdle, and now we've talked about it for 10 seconds. So you yes. still won, I think. <laughs> but. Uh, 
$130 for a Founders Edition that comes with uh, a Doodle Chromecast Ultra, a controller, uh, three months of the Stadia service, which usually goes for about $9.99 a month, uh, three months of a friend subscription for you to be able to pass to someone who's interested in trying it, a Destiny 2 pass and future content pack, which includes the latest uh, DLC that's planned on coming out. So part of that Destiny 2 free-to-play deal was that it was all of year one content, I believe, and anything Forsaken and beyond was still pay for. Well, if you did this Founders pack, everything from Destiny 2, 2 comes with it. So it's, it's an interesting package and if you if you piecemeal out the cost of everything in that it makes sense to get into it if you're interested at all in trying it uh, but you can even do a ten dollar subscription plan a month to do their stadia pro which is basically like a monthly subscription plan to have access to the service and then i think the way they've pieced it out is that there's going to be a portion of games in a library that you get as part of that subscription and then you'll still have to pay for the price of a newer game so it's it, like a lot of pain to me well it, it's become more of if you think about it imagine if netflix then added other movies that you would have to rent as like a store like a store like a store so steam you pay for games on a store but now imagine also if it came with a ten dollar subscription that you could pay and you get a third of those games that part of the subscription you can buy other games it's i mean that's that it's like xbox's store with xbox game pass i mean They've got their storefront, but then also they've got their subscription plan where all of the Microsoft exclusive stuff is a part of it, but then there's also a larger library of third-party stuff that's usually a little bit on the older side that gets included because they cut deals with certain developers. I, I, this is this is the future we're trending towards, though, I think. I mean, PlayStation has PlayStation Now, Xbox has Game Pass, Google has this, I think Apple's doing something too. And, and I heard the words uh, Ubi Pass thrown around somewhere, so... No. No. Nobody needs that. I can can I Ubisoft has better games than EA and EA has their own pass. I think EA is more likely to get rid of their pass than Oop than it is not as crazy for Ubi to have their own. See, but I also I feel like it makes more sense for something like EA who has all those sports titles right. where you might not want to pay sixty bucks up front for a new roster and, and modes, but being able to pay a monthly subscription plan for it, you could dip in and out <laughs> if you really wanted a taste of it, you know? Well, the, though, again, just to go against that, if you think about all of Ubisoft's games, a lot of them are the ones that are season one, season two, season three of content as far as uh, certain games are concerned. Like um, Ghost Recon had a bunch of different DLCs that were based on their seasons. So did Rainbow Six Siege. And uh, I think the... Uh, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Rolling uh, my eyes so hard right now. I wish you could see me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh. uh, full disclosure, me and Joel already bought into this because we're suckers. Hey, hey. I really just want a way to play Destiny 2 without being able to connect with Daddy or Steve. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Joel, I was going to say, do you want to just give each other the bonus three months and then we'll just have six months of Stadia? I wonder. Uh, I doubt that. I bet they've got to check on that. Let's look, at, let's look into that when it's time. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be one big Stadia jerk, you know? <laughs> and eventually, when it comes out, when Stadia comes out in November, I will have to tell my wife. Will you? <laughs> Alex, will you? I'll figure it out. I'll figure it I'm out. I'm going to tell Beth on Saturday. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. 
keep it in shame. <laughs> what is this controller? <laughs> so uh those were the e3 leaks that we are excited about but leaves me wonder wondering what's left for the actual show we will see soon enough let's take a quick breather and move on into the blog shall we backlog blog where we talk about our games and our pile of shame how was that one better yeah that was way better yes got it nailed it those are my favorite so this week i i was on my road trip for vacation and in that time i played an indie game that was in my backlog blog called minute and i'm going to start a timer here and i'm going to tell you about minute in under a minute and then you guys can ask questions ready yep an NES Game Boy looking black and white Legend of Zelda like, but the twist is that you have 60 seconds to do what you need to do in the game. Progress and world change progress and world changes remain, just you die and restart after 60 seconds in the last place you rested. So you're so the points in the game took me about 83 minutes to beat. Cute fun, good spin on the well-worn genre ad- action adventure like Le- Legend of Zelda. I did that in under 30. You also that's, said Legend of Zelda twice. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Okay. All right, so what did you guys think of Minute? Any questions? If I understand, you only can play the game for 60 seconds at a time. So let's say you walk forward and you open a door, Mm -hmm. or you... What kind of actions were you able to perform in the game, I guess, is Uh, kind of what I want to know. You uh, enter underground caves, you go explore different islands or different towns, different caves and castles, and you fight monsters, snakes, scorpions, other creatures, other people with a sword, uh, and or other items you get throughout the game. Okay. So does the 60-second timer happen anywhere you are, or just in the dungeon? As soon as the game game starts and you have a 60-second timer at the top, you move around, you unlock doors, you explore, you get items you fight enemies then you die you will then come back wake up in your house or the last place you rested you wake up and you have 60 seconds go again any chests you unlocked any items you obtained will be in your inventory but any enemies will reset and and how far you made it you still go back to the the last place you rested if it was really far away you gotta huff back if you want to get back there do you have a map nope small enough world okay and there's only four resting spots you know, so it's pretty... And again, it's it's screen-based, just like the original Legend of Zelda, so you go from screen to screen. Right. It's, a, it's pretty small. Yeah, sounds kind of fun. It was. It was. And I sat through, and I did, from my understanding, like 75-80% of it uh, in 83 minutes. Just, you know, going through and exploring. And there's an automatic death button if you're just like, well, this one's boned. Reset. <laughs> but then they also have, like, uh, speedrunning tools, so... They have like how many frames you're going or how, what's the fastest way you can do something, how long it took you just so that you can really just kind of try to cut down on your run. And there are, I think, relative, I think, uh, I want to say like 10 minute runs of this game. So you can you can really min max how, how you're spending each 60 second interval. Wow. Yeah. It was a cute one. It was a fun one. And it was, uh, again, also, uh, I was in the car a lot and that was one session of someone else driving. I was just in the backseat playing that. So I enjoyed my time with Minute. How much did that run you? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't... Let me see if I can find out. But I don't know if I would go above 10. 
Okay. Yeah, just because, again, the, the amount of time I spent on that was 83 minutes, and it was it was good. Just don't know if I would, say, spend more time with it. Let's see. Uh, six bucks. That's not bad. Right now. It, I believe it's it's full priced at tw- at 10 so right now it is six bucks on the eShop. Okay. That seems like yep, the right price. I'd say so, for it. especially considering that it's mostly black and white. All right, so now I want to do some check-ins. Uh, Joel, one of my favorites, Final Fantasy IX. All right. Just to give you an update, where I left off here this week is I had just left Lindblom with uh, Zidane, Dagger, and Vivi after uh, the Queen had uh, placed an attack on that capital and taken Sid and the mm-hmm. nation hostage. Was was that what was that with Alexander? So, uh, yeah, that's going to be the the giant castle mm-hmm. that attacked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The the red. Uh, what do they call it? The red rose. Yeah. The red rose. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The name of the ship. But but yeah, that's that's where we left off. And uh, prior to that, uh, they had saved Dagger and made a dashing escape from Alexandria with, gosh, it was Steiner and Freya sort of staying behind to fend off the beasts as they escaped. And we're at a point where it opened back up to the main world and I need to sort of find my next step, which I think is to get off the, the Mist Island or the Mist okay. Continent. So uh, I'll just say, uh, so far, uh, my opinion of the characters have improved. Zidane is the vehicle to move the story from place to place, but I still find him kind of the least interesting or compelling character. At least he's less insufferable, but it's it's an improvement. Well, we um, you we had kind of had a discussion uh, off recording bef- uh, before, and one of the things that uh, we had kind of touched upon was the fact that he's not your put yourself in a character. He's his own specific character. So at least, at least in that sense, maybe, I mean, you not liking his personality is, is completely understandable, but uh, maybe that, that also might be part of it is the fact that you don't have, feel like you can put yourself into a character and kind of identify with any one of them specifically. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I was looking for a self-insert, but at the very least, a lot of times RPGs trend towards that, even with characters that have a personality but are kind of muted compared to the rest of the party. That's where you get like a cloud or a squall, so, right? Yeah, then that, that's a fair comparison to make, obviously. But I think uh, part of it was just that, especially starting out, he is the the primary character that they're drawing upon and, and such a distinct personality compared to some of the others where his powerful personality mutes the others in a way and then it just it stands out mm-hmm. that much more by comparison. And also due to the fact that he is the main character, he is who you spend the majority of your time with. So just by virtue of that alone, you're also dealing with just that constant presence whereas when they break off into their own paths and you're sort of bouncing back and forth, you did a reprieve from him being the main character or in some ways now that we're at this point in the story it actually in some ways he's taken a step back to dagger story and even periods where vivi is sort of taking the main stage or uh, freya when you're sort of in the spot where you're trying to help her and her nation out and trying to protect them from the queen and their ongoing attacks and i don't find him as bothersome because i think they've drawn back some of those strong personality notes but uh, i still find like freya with her backstory with her lost love who is amnesia yes amnesia uh 
even with that more engaging and kind of tragic and interesting Steiner's awakening that he can't just be a blind follower of the monarchy yep. is interesting just because of his his whole character has been just that blind mm-hmm. devotion to the nation and having it snap at some point has been a little bit more interesting to, to see and dagger's growth as a character in general too while even showing sort of signs of that lingering kind of how could you do this to me <laughs> kind of mindset is an interesting development and complexity to her character whereas Zidane right now still hasn't reached that point where I find that complexity or interesting notes to his character yet. I can't wait till you get there because it's it is there. Do you do, do you remember how, yeah. how this all uh, goes, Getty? Yeah. Yeah. So right, isn't there isn't there that moment where he just kind of awakens into something more? Yeah. It's while you're racing around on your chocobo digging up treasure chests. I can't remember if that part's a thing. It is. It is okay. There you go. Right. But no, there. I legit couldn't tell if that was real or if you were trolling, but uh... nope, that's real. <laughs> That one, I think it is real. I, I remember it's in one of the Final Fantasies. I couldn't remember how it was nine. Yeah, it's it's definitely this okay. one. So let me know when you start jumping on that chocobo and looking for the different pieces of the map, so you can dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole. They, no, he does. He does get a lot more complex. I think sadly he's one of the last people to get it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's too bad because I've been really holding out, critiquing too much. Besides what mm-hmm. we already said many episodes back now, but I it is a little nagging when you are teamed up with him and he's still just very much the same kind of almost childlike happy go lucky uh happy go lucky while like these cataclysmic things are happening around him and two people (laughs) he he cares about (laughs) it's like feel better (laughs) it's like no i'm not gonna feel better right now when like my whole world's crumbling around me (laughs) it's it's some some of it's sort of a product of its time i think just the nature of the writing i think back then didn't have that as much nuance sometimes either so i I should probably be a little more forgiving of that too but that said uh i I am more engaged in the story and uh just on the gameplay front the battle system uh continues to be a little bit of a a thorn in my side a bit not that it's not functional but it, it seems awfully slow and even in being told that there are speed up options when i engage in select all of them it still seems slow so it's i'm not sure what to make of it other than it's something you have to sort of suffer through whereas something like the final fantasy 7 port to switch they have speed up options and it's just at the flick of a treader i think and we're here i think there is a speed up option but it's way too fast for battle management and uh, you have to pause the screen and then select the button to unpause it so it's a bit clunky and i found myself using some of the crutches a little more often than i'd like to there's a couple spots where i knew i was completely stuck unless i used the automatic 9999 damage to just plow through it which is really kind of disappointing considering like the fighting is kind of the meat of the actual gameplay of it but then feeling like you're trapped to a point where there's no way you can get out because you didn't do enough leveling up before you went in and then buying enough potions and items from the stores when you last had a chance it's kind of aggravating feeling i don't remember it being uh, that grindy but again it has been a long time well that's just it though i didn't even do any grinding i've just sort of been at a a furious pace of trying to go from story mm-hmm. beat to story beat and i think pretty much any of these older rpgs there's some points where it's like okay the world's opened up you're sort of free form to do what you want you should probably at least try to do a couple extra battles and see if you level up once or twice just to make sure you're fortified enough to handle the next set of battles and bosses right so that that was that was on me but i sure as heck wasn't gonna try to figure out a way to get to a pass save or something like that to try again i i, I don't have the patience for that 
that. Hmm. But are you you're, are you gonna you're gonna finish it? Yeah, I've I'm committed to completing this all the way through, just so I can say that I've yeah, done it. Do it. <laughs> it's something that it's something that uh, I played with a friend back in middle school on winter days, and and never really got farther than where I've been now. But uh, it's been nagging at me to at least give it a fair shot all the way through. So we'll see. Awesome. And for me, I'd actually been kind of sitting on this, but I finished uh, the Spider-Man for PS4 DLC, and it does. It, it's interesting to see three different of DLC DLC contents that you purchase, each separate in their own right, and each one builds on the other. So for anybody to pick and choose DLC packs and to buy, say, episode two, they would not know what is currently happening in the story and not even get the full conclusion unless they purchase three. Yeah, it's an ingenious marketing scheme. It is, but I also just, I don't know how I feel about it because... I don't. Is that a warning? Do they give like that? I mean, it's. I guess they're called episodes, right? Yeah, actually, if you go into the menu when you select mm-hmm. which one you want to play, it says like, "Hey, you didn't finish playing the main story, or you didn't finish playing this episode. Are you sure that you want to start it anyway?" Oh, okay. <laughs> I um. So I finished them. Each one focusing on a different section of, of what's going on. The first episode establishes Black Cat as a valid threat. Gives you some bonus characters, some bonus uh, as far as people to interact with and do side missions for. New costumes, which I thought was cool, and plays with the idea of an untrustworthy narrator who's. Uh, there's somebody that you're talking to that's consistently giving you information about what's happening in the world only to find out that they aren't necessarily telling you the truth so that was kind of interesting um and then it starts hammerhead a villain who might as well i mean i'm pretty sure is just a dick tracy character yeah uh flat top metal plate in his head uh it starts a narrative thread where he is trying to overthrow all mafia bosses and he is part he's taking his gangs of thugs and is slowly attacking all the other mafia bosses while your police friend, uh, Yuri, is trying to stop him. This then heads into episode two, where Hammerhead is now continuing a rampage, uh, trying to kidnap all the mafia bosses. And Yuri is... All of her all of her police team is just slowly getting murdered, and she's starting to snap. Uh, the, the one thing that interested me really heavily was that uh, there's a movie called The Raid, Joel, have, you, have I told you about The Raid? The Raid no. is by far one of the best kung fu movies where it is a man who's part of a like a five-man squad of FBI agents who are going to go into an apartment building. The apartment building is, say, 10 floors, and the entire apartment building is only filled with bad people, criminals and mafia, and at the top is the mob boss. And they're going to go in to stop the mob boss, and instantly all are killed except for the main character. And it's the main character trying to get his way, try to get back out of the building. And that's how Spider-Man Episode <laughs> 2 starts. <laughs> yeah. you, are ha- you are hanging out with an FBI squad about to go into the building where Hammerhead is. And so that was, I thought that was a pretty interesting way to start that story. And then Episode 3 finishes Hammerhead's story arc, bringing back Silver Sable, who sometimes says you're cool and her friends, and then she just punches you in the face. Yeah, there was a little bit of inconsistency there at the end of the main storyline. And then at the beginning of episode three, she comes back and she's like, why you take all of my stuff and terrorize city? (laughs) Okay, so she was she was the head of that like mercenary group that came into the city to give order, so to speak, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Just making sure. So uh, each part, uh, each episode focuses on somebody. First episode, the Black Cat. Second episode, Hammerhead. Third episode has Silver Sable. But throughout each one, it is just Hammerhead's slow rise to power until uh, you finally stop him. But by the end, he'd kind of push Yuri off the edge into her own little villain arc and it's left ambiguous as to where that's going to go next but it does go into some interesting like the entire time miles morales is just like calling you to hang out and you're just like (laughs) no i'm I'm busy (laughs) what if i finish all my homework then will you teach me how to spider man (laughs) it's pretty consistent so i thought i thought that was a a good bit that each time it goes hey hey can i I have a costume now it's like no no please please focus on math and don't die Mm Uh, but that was uh, that I liked. I liked the Spider-Man DLC. I thought that was an interesting concept to be able to, that it builds on each one. Um, and each costumes that they gave me uh, per pack were all entertaining in their own right. And I found it. They would give you like I think three or four costumes per arc. And I think each one I had at least one that I really like. I'm gonna use this one for the whole time, and then I would find a new one I liked. Also, uh, what was her name? Uh, what was that character's name? That I Screwball. You oh, finally Screwball. You finally catch her. She's a Twitch streamer villain. Yes. Yeah, mm. she doesn't get any less annoying, unfortunately, but she continues. But you do catch her by episode three. And who else do you run into? Remind me. It's very Batman-esque in the way that you have to solve a whole bunch of like little mysteries and go through the ringer to try and catch this villain. Who are you referring to? Are you talking about Yuri? No. Who are you talking about? Now I can't remember who it is. Oh. <laughs> Shoot, who was it? Uh, see, I got no one. I got no one on this one. Ta- nah. Taskmaster was in there. The Taskmaster, that's who it was. He was in the he was in the main game, I thought. I was he? Taskmaster was actually an old Avengers villain whose ability was that he could learn how anybody fought and then mimic it back at them. And he creates different scenarios where you have to do combat uh, oh, yeah. and, sh- and show him how, so he could learn how you fight so he could possibly beat you. But was he in the DLC or was he in the main game? He was in the main game. It oh. was a side mission yeah. set of missions. He's, right. that's, yeah. that's cool because that's not even a Spider-Man character. That's a an Avengers villain. So it was cool to see him in there. But that was it for the backlog blog. What, I don't get to talk about Cat Quest this week? (laughs) It wasn't... What's a Cat Quest, Oh, let me tell you about Cat Quest. (laughs) I'm behind. please go back and listen to last week's? I will. I'll do that tomorrow. (laughs) I promise. I will text you as soon as I do. So now that I'm back to steer this flaming shit ship, let's try out something new and possibly horrible. The segment we call One Last Thing, where we each give up one final thought before we wrap the show. This week, with it right around the corner, Sunday, what's the one thing you hope for the E3 this year? Getty, hit me. Give me those Avengers, boy. Joel? <laughs> it doesn't matter who wins. I just hope all the companies have fun playing. And for me, I'm hyped on a Kojima, Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen rap collab 2020. Hashtag hype life. Boom. That picture is so f- cool of them hanging out. It felt very clerks. Oh, because it, 
Yeah. Black and white, sitting on a street side, smoking cigarettes. It's very classy. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGG Radio and twitch.tv slash SuperGG Radio, where Kevin is a bum, so me and him are gonna, me and Getty are gonna make him stream something this Saturday. Probably, my thought process was Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time because that game seems silly. I'm gonna stream some SteamWorld Heist whenever I get the chance. Sounds like a plan. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is SuperGGRadio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening, and GG, guys. GG. Good name.